We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and dark talk of looming conflict. We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. Dear viewers, we have just received word that Libertarian Death Squad is here with them. We have come to take our country back. He also worries that civil war could be on the way back. Her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Go Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are you are now banned from entering the country. Christmas Island today declared that the coronavirus Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. Good morning. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I am your host, James Madison. Uh, let's do a little catch-up before we get into the day's episode. Now, uh, let's start with the Rumble and Bit Shoot crowd. Okay, guys, so uh, there's a specific reason why a lot of the content that was uploaded to my channel over the last three-ish, four days or so has been kind of old content. Uh, Freedom Convoy... Uh, Trump rally interviews, elect, uh, interviews I've had with various candidates for various offices of government uh, is, uh, well, twofold. One, I got a strike on YouTube, meaning I can't post for about three weeks. Uh, and I already have two strikes on that channel. The first strike expires on the 18th of this month, but for now I have to be real careful because I already have two strikes. And they actually tried to give me a third strike. I managed to get it um, appealed, actually. They, they gave me a third strike on a video that is like three years old where I go out to... Uh, it's like 2019, and I'm at a Trump rally, and I'm interviewing people there. And I don't know what the fuck they said they flagged. It said medical misinformation. Uh, it seemed like a very uh, predatory hit. Also, I realized when I was moving over all my... So, 
that's why ultimately a lot of my a lot of this content on Rumble is old, or a lot of this content on uh, BitChute is old. It's because I just transferred all the content that I I had on my YouTube channel over to or uh, over to my Rumble and to my BitChute, and then I'm also moving videos from my Rumble over to my BitChute as well. I tried to use Odyssey for a while. Uh, I'll be honest, either I'm retarded or Odyssey itself's fucking retarded. It seems like the whole paying to upload your videos shit's kind of stupid, and I refuse to be part of it. Uh, it could just be my lack of understanding on that. So I'm going to do a little bit more research, but as for the time being, I am not using Odyssey anymore. Seems like a waste of my fucking time. Uh, but that's why. Just because I'm moving as much content over as I can, as fast as I can. Is it helping? Maybe. Uh, I, I do appreciate the comments, likes, and support I'm getting over there on BitChute. And Rumbles specifically, I'm getting a lot of uh, a lot of traction over there on Rumble, so I'm, I'm I'm very appreciative for that. Thank you. Now to YouTube. So for YouTube, uh, the reason why you guys are getting a ton of videos that are just being uploaded all at once in bulk, and at this point you haven't seen an upload on the YouTube channel for probably about four or five days. Yeah, that's why. The strike now let me upload, and when the uh, strike is overturned, so I'm back to only, like, one strike. Uh, whew. I've been sick lately. I just paused the recording so I could hack my lungs out. <laughs> and uh, I'm touch on that in a second, too. It's just because I've been recording videos that have been going up on Rumble and BitChute and the podcast, like Spotify, uh, GetCast, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, because of the strike, I'm just going to be saving all the videos I'm recording fresh from this point going forward into their own little file, and they'll all be uploaded on YouTube. So if you're wondering why you're getting inundated on YouTube with update with videos from me all at once on one day, that's why. Now, touching on why I haven't been doing any uh, newer recordings, the same day I got the strike, I, I got this fucking horrible fucking sickness, man. My throat was inflamed, swelled up, it was uh, hurting all the time, and it got progressively worse, and I'm just sort of left with like, this hacky, phlegmy kind of fucking cough. And I've just been, you know, I'm, I'm now at a point where I can uh, start talking and sound a little bit more, you know, coherent and audible. So I'll be doing some catch-up. I, I haven't recorded any content since the Roe v. Wade overturning. I sat down to record for that, got the strike... Realized I got a third strike, appealed the third strike, the second strike still pending appe uh, uh, appeal, which means they're not going to appeal it. It's going to make me ride the whole week out and then be like, oh, by the way, now you know now that your fucking restrictions are lifted, we decided to appeal this fucking thing. Oh, and the thing that got me the strike for medical misinformation uh, that kicked off, or the second strike for medical misinformation, was I uploaded the Harvard episode I did a little bit recently. Uh, well, not recently to the podcast listeners, but to the channel viewers a little bit more recently. Uh, Harvard said that masks and vaccines were negligible when it came to... I'm gonna put this pause here so I don't trip off the algorithm. Forgive me for this weird little sentence here. Uh, anyway, it made no difference. And in fact, probably made things a lot worse. And then there's certain claims about a uh, a, uh, a vaccine, 
a certain vaccine that uh that is actually very harmful and possibly killing people that harvard is currently being like yeah you know what we're not gonna this is bad uh that episode's up i'll leave a link to it in the description of this upload uh let's see is there anything else i need to take stock of um happy fourth of july to everybody uh over on twitter i'm celebrating maga month uh but yeah that's kind of it i've just been i've been sick i mean i've been working i've been moving content over but I've just been fucking horrible, feeling like shit for the last couple of days. And then I got some church issues I'm dealing with in the background. Uh, more, well, more like I'm supporting somebody through some church issues in the background. Uh, family stuff's going on. I've just been busy. Uh, I know that's no no excuse. The sickness is the only valid excuse I, I think I actually have for why I haven't been doing uploading. But I have been moving content over. So as somebody who likes to consider themselves uh i don't know i am a journalist but what i do here with the punditry slash like news analysis stuff i wouldn't say that this is journalism but i do like to stay on top of topical events and i have fallen very sharply behind the ball on that one and i am very sorry it's not like you guys you know look I have no qualms of saying I am actually a very, 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 very tiny creator. But the people I do have that come back and watch every one of my uploads, they're coming back to watch uploads about more current topics, and I haven't been giving that. So I am sorry. Um, I will be doing some more episodes today that are new and uploading that, uh, to my BitChute channel. I am still uploading stuff from my Rumble to the BitChute still, um, because there's a lot of content that's not on YouTube, but is on my Rumble. Uh, and I'm debating about changing the Rumble name to Inside Four Walls as well. It's been Outside Four Walls for a while, but it's been brought to my attention that there is, uh, an Etsy, like an Etsy artist or whatever the fuck, that's been using outside four walls for a few years longer than I have. I do have the paperwork filled out to say that I own the name, but at the same time, I really don't care that much. It would probably help me more in the long run to have all my branding synchronized, and if I want to change it up later, change it up later. But that's something I'm kicking around in the back of my head. Let me know what you guys think about that. And without any further ado, I'm pretty sure that's that's it. Um, oh, uh, and since I'm, I'm, you know, newer to BitChute, and the BitChute crowd hasn't really gotten a chance to know me very much, uh, my name is James Madison, I'm, uh, an anarcho-capitalist, I like to cover the news, because I figure who's better to cover governmental corruption, a Republican, a Democrat, or an anarchist, who doesn't like either side or the system? There's your answer, me. Um... So I jokingly refer to what I do as anti-government propaganda, and I am your proud, friendly neighborhood dealer of anti-government propaganda. I've been doing the news coverage shit for a little over three years now, but as for doing podcasting itself, I've been doing podcasting since 2018, but I've had a few different iterations of the show since then. Uh, Originally, it was the meditated uh, meditate. Medicated Meditation, which is a tongue twister, but it was just me and my friend. Uh, We'd get high, talk about music and shit, play video games, and just goof off. Uh, Somewhere around 2019, I started dabbling in politics and covering political events. (laughs) 
sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry about that. Um, and then when the lockdown hit in 2020, that's when I really buckled down and started doing actual, like, more serious on a semi-set schedule uploads. But originally that was all on Spotify and, like, podcasts and stuff because I started using Anchor. And then I only started taking YouTube seriously when I was a little bit after I was with the Freedom Convoy or the People's Convoy in the United States. I took the then that was the only time I started taking YouTube seriously as a platform just because I could live stream there from Prism better. Um, and then from that point on, I let my I let my uh, Rumble sort of get neglected, and now I'm realizing what a mistake that was. So that's a little background on me. I also worked as a stringer for a few years. A stringer is uh, basically a, a a camera for hire. Let's say there's a riot going on, right? I would run into like a riot, film it, document it, and then I you could reach out to Fox, CNN, MSNBC, any various number of news outlets, and say, "Hey, I have this footage here. Would you like to buy it?" And then some sort of deals are made, they're bought, you sign an NDA, you sign over full rights of the video over to whatever corporate conglomerate buys it off of you, and then you're set on your merry fucking way. The reason they like using people like that is if they send their own equipment or men or crew into a a riot and their equipment gets mashed up or their employees get assaulted or harmed, their insurance goes through the fucking roof. So if somebody like me runs into a riot... Films it and gets killed, it doesn't come back to them in any way because I am not connected to them in any way outside of them possibly buying my footage. So I did that for a few years. I had a had a pretty bad uh, moment with that uh, career path, though, only because I, I filmed this. Uh, I, I was in D.C. I believe it was December, and uh, I have a bunch of you know I'm standing in a the street. There's yelling and screaming. I look down one street bunch of people from the left all marching towards you know the people on my right the people on my right are literally a bunch of people from the right proud boys uh red hats uh maga guys that kind of shit and on my on my left it was a bunch of like antifa is such a fucking generic phrase now but a bunch of uh you know fucking breadliners uh, vote blue no matter who that kind of crowd and they were like w- like going right up on each other I'll leave a link to this video in the description too also will be uploaded to my rumble here in a little or my bit shoot here in a little bit um, anyway I-, I filmed it it was like two hours worth of footage um, and they only used probably 10 minutes worth of the footage and it was this part of the footage where these two groups like kind of like charge at each other it looked like they were going to clash and then they cut it off of there um they never showed the full clip and what ends up being in like the last like like the whole last hour right like 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 I said it was like a 2 hour long clip pretty much that whole time after like 45 minutes so you have like up to the 45 minute mark in the video where these two sides are coming up to each other. Last hour and a half or so are just these two sides arguing it out and talking it out. The only reason I have the little bit of footage I do is I was going through my GoPro and I found a little chunk of it that I didn't sell, didn't sign over the rights to, so I, was, I posted it. Um, and, and you can see exactly what I'm talking about. 
there's just these groups of people talking to each other, which is interesting uh, because that fucking uh, Fed dude uh, who was at January 6th is in my clip. Uh, I can't think of his fucking name right now, but he's in there. I find that kind of <sighs> find that kind of interesting. I'm gonna I, I try to pause, but sometimes the coughs just sneak up on me. But yeah, after that incident where they used my footage to make it look like these two sides started fighting, when in reality there was no fists exchanged, maybe there was name calling, yeah, there was yelling, yeah, but for the most part, it was actually just a conversation between two sides. I even smoked a cigarette, a Jimi Hendrix cigarette, with a couple people from both sides while I was there. So, you know, I, I just got rubbed really, really the wrong way when um, when the when the media just showed it like these two groups started fighting and they personally did not show any part of the peaceful communications. So that's when I quit being a stringer and just decided 100% fully independent. My footage is my footage. I'm not going to sell it to anybody. It's definitely hurt my pocketbook um, because that footage used to make me a lot of money. And it's just, it's just, I don't like that. I don't like, I don't like my footage being used like that. If there's a riot and people are fighting, yeah, I understand it. You, you, you should show that footage and describe it for what it is. But when you take footage that looks like it's going to be a riot, but there isn't one, you cut it off right before you realize it's not going to be a riot. You're a bastard and you're a piece of shit news outlet and I don't want to fucking help you. I don't want to have my footage sold to you if that's how you're going to treat it or use it. You know, it's a little cringy on my part to be like, yeah, well, what about ethics? But, yeah, what about ethics? Go fuck yourself. What about ethics? You know, I'm, it's something I actually kind of care about. Uh, and with some of the newer videos, I've, or some of the videos I've uploaded here from my Rumble, I mean, you've seen it in, uh, like, in my footage. If I get something wrong, and before I upload it, like, right, when, like, when I'm out in the street doing interviews and stuff, if I do something wrong, I, I, I say that I'm wrong. I, I, I throw a little clip in the beginning, like, hey... X, Y, and Z, I said it was wrong. I've given it in here so you guys see me fuck it up. But this clip here at the beginning is me explaining where I fucked up. <laughs> so I, I do my best to be as ethical and honest as possible. I also refuse to interview or do uh, any sort of recorded business with anyone if they're intoxicated just because, you know, they're not in the right state of mind. That kind of shit. But that's enough ranting. It's been 16 minutes of me doing exposition. So let's let's get into the fucking story, shall we? Jalen Walker shooting. Akron, Akron, Akron police release footage of officers shooting black man. Yeah, he was shot 60 times, right? That's how this media is, that's how the story is being covered, right? Black man shot 60 times by cops, but something I've been seeing a lot is unarmed black man shot 60 times. I find that interesting. Uh, and, and we'll go into a story from uh, MS. Uh, the, or Microsoft News, MSM, MSN. We'll go and we'll read one of their articles here in a minute. Uh, one that you will not find on Google anywhere. I found it on DuckDuckGo the day this happened, but nowhere else since. So I, I'm happy I saved it. So we'll be getting into that. And remember, a lot of people are covering this as an unarmed black man was shot 60 times by the cops. I was actually in Ohio when it happened, but I was in the uh, West Toledo side of things when this happened, so... You know, not really uh, anywhere near where I was. This article is by Daniel uh, Caitlin, uh, deputy news editor for Washington Examiner. 
Now, Washington Examiner is a news outlet I am actually quite a fan of. <coughs> I, let's see how they do. Police in Akron, Ohio, released video footage on Sunday showing the fatal shooting of a black man last week. The body cam footage unveiled amid calls for police accountability and a protest. Protest is a generous word here. Shows officers chasing Jalen Walker, a 25-year-old DoorDash driver, after he fled a traffic stop. Keep this bullshit in mind. At around 1230 uh, on Monday, according to the authorities. Now, should I give away the spoiler now, or should I? He shot at the pigs, and the pigs shot back. Alright, and look, I don't care which situation the pigs are in. Be it the two-legged kind with a badge, or the fucking four-legged kind you find in the wild. If you shoot at him, and you don't hit your target, it is going to fuck you up. That's just bottom fucking line, bro. Officers immediately sought to offer care to Walker, but he died at the scene. Well, I mean, he got shot 60 fucking times. I mean, what are you going to fucking do? And by the way, for anyone screaming, it is protocol. Unload, you you do a mag dump at center mass when you're shot at. Then again, that's going off Michigan. I don't know if that's the fucking Ohio policy. Uh, But he died at the scene. Police Chief Stephen Milet said Walker died from multiple gunshot wounds. Yeah, no shit said the Summit County Medical Examiner's Office, which ruled his death a homicide, according to U.S. Today, which means this is ruled as a murder. And will probably be investigated as a homicide. Interesting. USA Today, the medical examiner has not yet released a preliminary autopsy. (laughs) There's not much body to autopsy at this point. Walker's family attorney, Bobby DiCello, and police seem to agree that Walker was shot at least 60 times. We have the video here. This is from Disclosed TV. What do you mean follow? I already follow them. Let's check this out. <laughs> Jesus. about fucking god damn god damn that's fucked up yeah i mean do i think 60 is a little excessive yes uh at the same time there you gotta keep in mind there's a from what i'm reading there was between uh six to seven cops there and they just started blasting but again nothing here is mentioning that he has a gun Right? No, nothing uh, Nothing here is mentioning it, Washington Examiner. Police said a shot was heard. <laughs> uh, a shot was heard from vehicle during the pursuit of Walker. Minutes later, Walker got out of a still-moving vehicle wearing a, wearing a ski mask and ran. You know what, man? It's, during a pandemic, I appreciate you wearing that mask, bro. And ran. Per police... Oh, well, never mind. A gun was found in the vehicle, but Walker wasn't armed when he was then shot by pursuing officers. I noticed how that was written. Should I just click over over here? Ekron police release footage of Jalen Walker firing gun from car before dozens of shots by Akron police. What's this? Oh, wait, damn it, I got to try and adjust my... 
thing so you can see it, but you might be able to see it there when I scroll down. You see that up in the corner there? That Look at that. Microsoft News. A NewsGuard certified with a very high rating. Supposedly high factuality rates too, according to Ground News. So uh, we'll touch on this story soon. Police said a shot was heard from the vehicle. Later on, got out of a still-moving vehicle. Ski mask. Was following the vehicle, but Walker was unarmed. Was shot by pursuing police officers after an unsuccessful attempt to use stun guns, according to authorities. Milet said the shot heard from the car is when the situation, quote, went from being a routine traffic stop to a public safety issue, says the AP. You know, my favorite AP are the ones that get blown up, canoodling with fucking terrorists and, uh... In the Middle East. That's an old story. No one's going to remember the fuck I'm talking about. All right, we have another video here from the Akron Police Conference. Let's check this out. Ooh, fuck. 53 minutes. I may have lied. We were not watching that full fucking 53 video. Um, let's see. Yeah, I've been uh, watching the boys lately. Let's watch some of it. <coughs> this news conference brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. Good afternoon, everyone. We're going to go ahead and get started. Thank you all for being here. Before I start, though, I'll let you know up front that the family's attorneys are here. They're present. Uh, they will not be taking any questions here during the press conference in this room, in this space. We ask that you please be mindful of that. They'll be immediately available outside to answer any questions at the conclusion of the press conference. My name is Michael Miller. I am the public information officer for the Yakima Police Department. I'd like to give you a quick run-through of how the press conference will go. You'll be hearing from three speakers today, Akron Mayor Dan Horgan, Deputy Mayor of Intergovernmental Affairs, Marco Somerville, and Akron Police Chief Stephen Milet. After hearing from these speakers, you will see two videos. I'll say up front at the start of the second video, for approximately 30 seconds, you'll hear no audio. And that's because the device itself, at the, when you activate it, it goes back 30 seconds, it captures no sound, but it picks up the recording 30 seconds before the incident or the recording. The first video will be narrated video of the incident starting with the pursuit. It will include some still shots, it will pause at points, and it will include some text and will zoom in for clarity. The second video will be of an officer body cam footage which will begin at the start of the pursuit, and it will end with the shooting. The video will be played from start to finish without pause, and will show the incident in real time. At the end of our press conference today, we will provide an opportunity for questions. Each outlet represented here today will have an opportunity to ask a question. There will also be a press kit available to members that will contain or include a map of the pursuit, 
a timeline of the incident, a transcript of the dispatch conversation during the pursuit, and basic information on the officers involved, including race, gender, years of service, and disciplinary record, if any. At the conclusion of the press conference, we'll be putting out a press release as well, and all body cam footage will be available. According to the city ordinance, we're required to release three body cam footages within the first seven days, but we're going above and beyond that today due to the unique circumstances, and we'll be releasing all of the body cam footage in a short period of time after the press conference. This includes the eight officers who were directly involved in the shooting, and additionally five other officers who were on scene but did not participate in the shooting. At this time, I would like to welcome Acting Mayor Dan Horgan to the podium. Thank you, Lieutenant. First of all, good afternoon. Thank you for being here. I know this is a somber occasion for all of us and for the entire city. Before I begin, let me again extend my condolences to the family and friends of Jalen Walker. I know that no amount of grief or prayer will bring Jalen back, but please know that the city mourns with you. Personally, there are no amount of superlatives, and I've talked about being beyond outraged, beyond shocked, and extremely heartbroken that I can use to describe my feelings. I won't mince words. The video you are about to watch is heartbreaking, and it's very tough to take in. And I know many of you will have questions after this press conference, but I have a number of questions myself that need to be answered. But what I would like to stress to the community, please, is that the independent, which is being the investigation, which is being conducted independently by an entity requested by Chief Milet, which is the Bureau of Criminal Investigation, and the Attorney General's Office, will take some time to work through. Our media information packet includes a rough timeline of how the investigation process will proceed, in addition to a timeline of events of this past Monday. And I am urging all of you— Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I just need to clarify something. Hold on. Hold on. Shut up. Hold on. That's my notification sound. I swear to God, that's my notification sound. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, so when I worked over at this uh, little manufacturing job, we had a fucking co-worker go missing for like 20 minutes, and we couldn't find him. And then cut to like 45 minutes later, I go to take a piss, and I hear the Pornhub thing while I'm in the bathroom, and I hear like a shuffling of like pants and shit. And I go to wash my hands. The coworker walks out, looks at me, washes his hands, doesn't talk or anything, and like walks off. And I realize that day, I'm like, man, Pornhub would make a perfect notification sound. And the amount of reactions I get when I'm in the bathroom, my phone goes off. It's really humorous. I just, I, I, my phone went off. I was like, I need to get there and defend myself real quick. All right, let's, uh, let's get back into this. You'll have to do one of the most difficult things that I can ever ask somebody to do, and that is to please be patient and let the Attorney General do their work. Let me also emphasize the steps we've taken over a number of years to increase the transparency and the accountability with the African community, knowing that trust cannot exist without our commitment to openness. I do want to say something. African community? There is no African community, dog. You're in America. There's an American community. 
this whole African, African American, all this fucking Spanish American. Fine, I'm Anglo American. All right, buddy. I I now will demand to be referred to as the Anglo community. You're talking to Americans, bro. There there is no Africans there. You want to know something about Africans? Africans hate black people from America. Go ahead, go Google what what how they talk about black people here. Bro, it is not friendly. They do not like... Um, African black people do not like American black people. Any number of black celebrities who went over there to virtue signal found that out the hard fucking way. Almost exactly one year ago today, Akron City Council voted <laughs> a new law that ensures the release of video footage which documents an Akron police officer's use of force within seven days of the incident. This ordinance was first recommended by the city's Charter Review Commission and was overwhelmingly approved by the residents of Akron. And it is clear what our community wants is to be able to review the information for themselves and is our commitment to be open and transparent as we can be, given the fact that there is an independent investigation which we cannot put into jeopardy. Additionally, utilizing an independent entity to, excuse me, to conduct the initial investigation into the incident will be a further step in increasing the trust and accountability with our citizens. Chief Milet and I both believe that this is the best practice going forward, and which many communities across the country are now doing. And it is the direction that we intend to move towards in any future events of deadly force. Both the city and the Akron Police Department are fully committed to this process. And I have every, every confidence that the investigation will be conducted in a fair, thorough, and just manner. Many will wish to air their grievances in public, and I fully support our residents' right to peacefully assemble. But I hope the community can agree that violence and destruction are not the answer. And let me echo the calls from a number of elected officials and community members right here in Akron that calls for peace in our cities. This will be the constant urge over the next few days, is peace in our city. Thank you. Good afternoon, and first and foremost, I would like to give my condolences to the loved ones of Jalen Walker. I know this young man was well-loved and respected, and the weight of his loss is being felt across our city. Some years ago, when I decided to get involved in public service, public life, I service president of the Akron Branch NAACP, and I decided I would run for office. One of my concerns was the uh, Akron Police Department, some issues that they've had. One of the problems was like taking complaints and how they were handled. So as my time of leaving uh, the NAACP presidency and then moving to the city of Akron, eventually become the council president, and now I'm senior advisor to the mayor, I have worked on a number of issues to try to strengthen the relation between the police and the community. One was, first of all, hiring an outside independent police auditor, which we have in place, Mr. Phil Young. The auditor is supposed to look at uh, trends in the police department. He looks at uh, what we need to do training. He looks at uh, uh, if uh, arrests were not handled the right way. Uh, we handle those all internally. And that has been a great start for us in this community. The other thing that's helped us also in this community, we do have body cameras for the officers. And the fact that we have that, that's why we're here today, we'll be able to look at the footage. The main thing we also should always look at too is the fact that we have this new ordinance that it had to be released in seven days. The mayor could have did an executive order, but we did not do that. We took it to the Char Review Commission, Council President here, Martha Somerville, uh, Professor Bill Rich from University of Akron Law School, we chaired that committee, uh, came up with the idea along with the mayor to put it in the charter. So now, when there is a police shooting, the police department or the chief can't say, I'm not releasing it. The mayor says, can't say, I'm not releasing it. It has to be released. 
And then the voters voted on it. Over 90% of the voters voted on that. And that is a huge thing that I don't think you'll find any other place in the country who's done that. As my many years of public service, I have never understood why police would handle their own investigation. And when it comes to police-involved shootings, that has never sit right with me in this community. And now, since we have a new chief and the mayor, they've gotten together and they have asked for outside help in investigating this case. This is huge. This is definitely not business as usual. This move for this investigation to have an outside entity ensuring that the fairest, most unbiased review of the facts. I'm going to go die real quick. Right back. At the right time. We also have with us today some of our residents who are here, some of the members of faith based community. I want to just touch on something. I have this to play faster than normal speed. This man talks so slow, he sounds like he's speaking normal right now. Community, some citizens who have been involved in the community here for this press conference at the conference, and we appreciate them being here too. Having this footage released today is a good step in the right direction. Make no mistake. What you will see in this footage is extremely upsetting. From here, we need to look at our process to get us to the next steps. An independent investigation at the state level will further that process. I know there's anger that when people see this video, it will cause them to become sick as I was. I have a son, could have been my son. And quite frankly, our community has a right to voice their concerns and to protest, and we would ask them to do that. But what we would ask uh -oh. them to do as a family is <coughs> to do. It's okay to protest, but we would also ask them to do it in a peaceful manner. We have asked for this type of transparency. Now we're getting into the investigation that we want. We have to be patient and allow the investigation to run its <coughs> And remember, we're all in this together. Good afternoon, everybody. I want to first echo the sentiments that were expressed by uh, Mayor Horgan and Deputy Mayor of Somerville. Um, I also want to express my deepest sympathies to Jalen's family. Uh, I cannot imagine the sense of loss, the pain that they're going through right now. As Marco mentioned, you know, in his personal life, my youngest is 25 years of age as well. And I cannot imagine what life would be like without my son. So again, Mrs. Walker, Jada, I'm very sorry for your loss. But I want to personally thank Hey, I, I know this gentleman is saying he's sorry for your loss, but the man, with the way I was just coughing, I blew a lung out. I swear to God, I just got shot with a nine millimeter bullet. My lungs on the floor. I want to personally thank you for the way in which you have been dealing with this situation. You have asked for peace in an environment that is ripe for aggression and violence. You have asked for trust and let this process move forward. If Jalen reflects <laughs> the character of this family, which I continually heard that he did, he raised a good son, and again. This is gonna age real badly. My deepest condolences, Assembly. On Monday morning, officers of the Akron Police Department were involved in an officer-involved shooting. In a few moments, you will be seeing two videos that will address what led up to uh, the shooting. When I was sworn in as chief of police 10 months ago, 
I began moving the police department in a direction to have outside independent investigations when officers are involved in a shooting. So on Monday morning, I formally requested the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigations to inv investigate this shooting. Some of the benefits of having an independent investigation include increased perceptions of credibility of the findings, increased transparency, the public tends to trust the results and fairness of the investigation, and quite frankly, this has become best practice in my profession. Joining us today is Mr. Joe Morbitzer, who is the superintendent of the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigations. Mr. Morbitzer, I want to thank you for being here today, and I also want to thank you for your willingness to take this investigation on. At the conclusion of viewing the two videos, I will share a few comments and open up the press conference for questions. Please keep in mind that as you ask your questions, Mayor Horgan and I may not be able to answer your question. First and foremost, we may not have the information. Secondly, we don't want to do anything that directly impacts the credibility and independency of this investigation. So we are going, we are going to both be mindful of how we respond. Since I just arrived here in Ohio 10 months ago, there may be questions that you ask that I, I will defer to our city's chief prosecutor, Mr. Craig uh, Morgan, or Deputy Chief Police Chief uh, Brian Harding. At this time, we're going to play the first video, which Lieutenant Miller described to you. We hope this video will provide further context and details to the incident. Lieutenant Miller. On Monday, June 27, 2022, at 12.30 in the morning, Akron police officers attempted to stop a silver Buick on East Talmadge Avenue near Thayer Street. Officers informed dispatch that the reason for the stop was for a traffic violation as well as an equipment violation. The driver of the vehicle refused to stop, and officers initiated a vehicle pursuit as the vehicle was nearing the East Talmadge Avenue entrance ramp to Route 8 southbound. Approximately 40 seconds after the driver of the vehicle fled from the attempted stop, a sound consistent with a gunshot can be heard on the body-worn cameras of the officers. Officers notified dispatch that a shot came out of the suspect's car door. Getting on to 8 South of Talmadge, the reason for stop was traffic and violation. 21 shots fired, that vehicle just had a shot come out of its door. At the time of the sound, a flash of light can be seen along the driver's side of the suspect vehicle. The vehicle pursuit continued on the expressway for several minutes and the suspect vehicle exited onto the Archwood Avenue ramp. The pursuit proceeded through several city streets until he neared the intersection of East Wilbeth Road and Claremont Street. At that point, the driver slowed down and exited through the passenger side door of the moving vehicle wearing a ski mask. The suspect fled from the vehicle on foot, turning and facing officers momentarily. He continued to run, evading arrest. Officers attempted to safely take the suspect into custody by deploying their tasers. The deployment of tasers was unsuccessful and the suspect continued to flee on foot. As the foot chase reached the nearby parking lot, the suspect stopped and quickly turned towards the pursuing officers. 
Officers reacted by discharging their firearms, striking the suspect. Under visual inspection of the suspect's vehicle, a handgun, a loaded magazine for a handgun, and what appears to be a gold wedding ring were observed in plain view on the driver's seat. We will now show you the body-worn camera footage from the officer who was first involved in the pursuit. The video will start at the beginning of the pursuit and will end with the shooting of Mr. Jalen Walker. I want to offer caution for everyone that's watching that this video may be disturbing to some viewers, to many viewers, as it contains graphic images and language. For many reasons, it is difficult to watch. At the request of the Walker family, we have blurred Mr. Walker's body in the shooting event. exactly <coughs> I just had a coughing fit didn't have time to pause anything so I just ran out the room then had a little conversation before I came back up sorry Four, 
four six bar four, go ahead. Then play out, uh, start blocking intersection in case we get off. Keep off a good position. Yeah, units up there that are coming up on Lover's Lane, he's coming up on your left side just now. Take caution, he was grabbed for a gun, he did fire a shot out the side of the door. Alright, 24, we got one, we got two units in front of us. We're primary behind it now. We're continuing off out in south. Being far. Are we getting off here? We're going to be getting off at the archway exit. Speed of 65 miles per hour. First, the red light at Archwood. He's going to be going through the red light, continuing southbound, approaching North Firestone. Speed of 35 miles per hour. Running the south side, he's going to be going westbound on North Firestone Boulevard from here. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to go downtown on Neptune's speed bar, 30 miles per hour. There's no traffic on this road. We're running the south side of Reed, if you're going westbound on Reed from here. We're going to watch out for each other, grab the intersection. Southbound on Oakwood, speeds are 15 miles per hour, approaching Cypress. We're going to be going westbound on Cypress, heading towards Redwood. We're passing Redwood, we're approaching Brown Street. Before you clear from Brown Cypress, block intersection. Got it. Southbound Brown, uh, we're returning westbound on Wilbur. Speeds are approximately 25 miles per hour. <laughs> Still westbound on. Westbound on Wilbur. Captain Glenn Mount. Speeds are 55 miles per hour. 602, I'm west on Wilbur's Firestone. Can I get in? We're still westbound on Wilbur. We're passing Evergreen. We're heading towards Maine. Looks like we have some units up ahead at the intersection of Maine. Slow that down. Wait, so he was already out of the car, huh? They just ran up on a car that was just left in, like, neutral, rolling down the road? I'm actually curious, did anybody sit behind to stop the car? Or did they just let the car keep rolling? Because it almost looks like from here this goes down. You know? Jesus, fuck. Okay, uh, that was very quick. Uh, it seems like they all just started unloading their. It seems like all the pigs started unloading their clips real fucking quick into the dude, and then very quickly said stop, 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 and they all stopped. Uh, mm. If you're wondering why there's coffee downstairs, everybody I'm around right now is sick. I got it from somebody.
to ask our community members to please stand with me for just one second. There's no doubt that the video you just watched uh, is extremely disturbing and will stir a lot of emotions and feelings. Shocking and hard to take in. But we are, what we are collectively calling for is peace this afternoon. It's the same thing Mr. Walker's family is calling for, and it's the ask of everyone standing here with me in the community. Peace for our city, peace for our community, and peace for our residents. Thank you. Thank you. understand the public's demand for information now. I understand that. I have questions that I want answered now. However, I echo the Walker's family's request for patience. We keep going back to the Walker family. Um, they're requesting patience, peace, and to allow the process to run its course. Since Monday morning, information about this shooting has been disseminated through various outlets. I would encourage people to wait for BCI to conclude their investigation, submit their investigation to the Attorney General's office, and then <coughs> the grand jury. The damage of spreading misinformation can cause irreparable harm. So before we receive BCI's final report, I would like to get some facts stated because I've seen a lot, of a lot of misinformation circulated. As you've already heard, there were eight officers who were directly involved in the shooting. All officers have been placed on paid administrative leave as per department policy, and which is routine when officers are involved in a deadly force situation. That's, that's standard across the nation. We do not know the exact number of rounds that were fired. Again, this is something that BCI will discover in their examination of evidence. However, based on the video, I anticipate that number to be high. A lot of rounds were fired, and I will not be surprised if the number at the end of the investigation is consistent with the number that has been circulating in the media. But right now, we just don't know. While BCI needs to confirm the number, number of times Mr. Walker was shot, the ME's report indicates over 60 wounds to Mr. Walker's body. However, they are still working to determine entrance and exit wounds, and this investigation on their end will take time. It will take time to, for them to determine how many times Mr. Walker was actually shot. And that work to make that determination is the responsibility of the medical examiner. As you could see in the video, there was a gun recovered from Mr. Walker's vehicle. At the time of the shooting, he was unarmed. Lastly, after the shooting ends, Akron police officers went to Mr. Walker and diligently provided first aid to save his life. One officer on a body cam footage can be heard saying he still has a pulse. As the officers were getting ready to put him into a police car to get him as quickly as possible to the hospital, Akron Fire Medics arrived on scene, they took over aid, 
and unfortunately, Mr. Walker tragically passed at the scene. Okay, Lieutenant, I'm gonna turn it over to you, and we'll start with Q&A. Okay, we're, we're gonna start by allowing each media outlet present to ask at least one question. We ask that you speak loudly so that your voice can not only be heard in this room, but also as part of the live stream that we're providing for the community. Understand again, and it's already been stated by the chief, that there are some questions that they cannot answer or may not answer because of the independent nature of the investigation and also to preserve that, the uh, integrity of the investigation, some questions may not be answered for that reason. So at this time, I'll open up from quest for questions. I am going to move intentionally to my left to right. We're going to ask one question each, and then we're going to move to the room from left to right. Okay? We'll open it up at this time. Anybody? Sir? Thank you, Lieutenant. Uh, a question for the police chief. At this point in time, I'll focus on all the Based on what you've seen, Chief, and understanding the investigation is almost less than the goal, and after seeing this very exciting video, what is it to you? It's the same thing that's most concerning to everybody else that just watched it. I'm going to say this. When an officer makes the most critical decision in his or her life as a police officer, it doesn't matter where in the country this happens, when they make that most critical decision to point their firearm at another human being and pull the trigger, they've got to be ready to explain why they did what they did, they need to be able to articulate what specific threats they were facing, and that goes for every round that goes down the barrel of their gun. And they need to be held to account. Right now, as you pointed out, we're in the early stages of the investigation. The officers have not uh, been able to provide a statement yet. I am reserving any sort of judgment um, until we hear from them. Just last night I spoke with the union president and he told me that the officers are fully cooperating with the investigation. Chief, the attorney for the family, Bobby Cicello, says that he spoke with you and you told him and you told members of the legal team and members of the family that based on your viewing of the video that you had not seen evidence that Jalen Walker did anything threatening that precipitated the, the gunfire. Uh, your response to that? So, when I, and I've watched this video more times than I, I cared to, um, but I've watched it, it at least 40 times. When you see it in real time, it's very hard to distinguish what Mr. Walker is doing. Um, in the still photos, there's a picture that appears to, uh, to all of us that Mr. Walker is going down to his waist area. Um, there is a photograph that appears uh, Mr. Walker was turning towards the officer and there is a picture that captures a forward motion of his arm. At the crime scene, each, after the officers were involved in the shooting, they immediately get sequestered from one another and they are monitored. When the investigative team arrives, they do an individual walkthrough of the crime scene. <coughs> Each officer 
independent of each other, related that they felt that Mr. Walker had turned and was motioning <coughs> and moving into a firing position. So, again, BCI is going to do the investigation. I'm not prejudging it. Um, and I'll leave it there. Yes, sir. I wanted to understand a little better the gunshot from the caller. Was, was there a bullet wound that I did because the Indian shot or a bullet hole? So, so far, go ahead, I'm sorry. Sorry, the other part is, um, was the gun found with the magazine removed in the car? Yes, the way in which that picture um, depicted where the gun was located and the way and the manner in which it was placed. Officers are approaching the car on their body-worn camera, and it's capturing it in, in, as they are approaching. Um, after the shot was fired, um, I'm sorry, after the shooting occurred, our, we went back to the scene where we believe the shot was fired. A casing was discovered at that location, consistent with the firearm that Mr. Walker had in his vehicle. BCI will determine whether or not that casing came from the gun or not. And again, independent of anything we did, the ODOT camera captures what we believe to be a muzzle flash coming out of the car. Again, BCI will be determining whether or not that, in fact, is the case. As far as the chase goes, and, and wondering if this could have been avoided at all, could you talk at all about the protocol of the chase and, and the point of the gunshot being fired? Does that cancel any opportunity to call this chase off because of, of the, the gunshot? Thank you for that question. It's, it, it, it's a great question. So the initial attempt to uh, stop Mr. Walker um, as you heard on the audio, was for an equipment violation and for a traffic violation. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the equipment violation was or what the traffic violation was. We will find that out, or BCI will discover that during their investigation. What was going to be a routine traffic stop, which would probably result either in a warning or a citation being issued turned into a pursuit. As Mr. Walker turned onto um, the entrance ramp to Route 8 and the shot was fired, that changes the nature of the contact. 40 seconds after the initiation of the traffic stop, a half a mile from the location of the traffic stop, you hear the gunshot and then everything else that I've just discovered. And again, that changes the whole nature of the traffic stop. It went from being a routine traffic stop to now a public safety issue. And then the pursuit continued. Yes. Have the officers involved viewed any of the video before they made their statements? They have not given statements yet, to my knowledge. And again, the, that part of my answer is us walling ourselves off from the investigation, and that will be um, determined by uh, the Bureau of Criminal Investigation. Sir. Chief, uh, the initial officers on that uh, approach to the car deployed tasers. 
can we read into that? Does that mean they didn't see it as a lethal threat? What were they seeing that they chose to grab a taser versus uh, their firearm? I don't know. I'm not going to respond to that because it would be speculation. The officers will be given an opportunity to explain um, their actions. Sir. Yes, Chief, in uh, 2012 in Cleveland, they had a uh, their favorite incident where 137 shots were fired into a car of unarmed people after a chase, uh, and that received a lot of publicity. Uh, I'm curious if that incident, 137 shots into unarmed people which killed them in that incident, if that changed policies at all, either in the uh, Akron department or other departments around the country. So when that, when that shooting occurred, I wasn't here in Akron. Right. Um, I just got here last August. Um, yeah, unrelated question. You know, I'm trying to go back in memory. I, I can't recall exactly what we did as a profession following that. But I can tell you that we, we train in this police department. We go above and beyond in the police academy, the minimum required hours of training when it comes to firearms. Additionally, we go above and beyond the minimum requirement by the state for annual qualifications. Uh, and so I, I really can't answer uh, fully that question. Yeah. This question kind of dovetails with that. Is there any kind of rubric or protocol where multiple officers are firing for kind of any rounds you fire on that same subject? So officers are trained to, when they, when they perceive a threat to themselves or to somebody else, that they will, they are authorized to use their firearm to stop the threat and they are authorized to use their firearm, firearm until that threat no longer exists, or it stops. Um, and that is, that is the standard. Uh, Chief, you mentioned several body cam uh, videos, but is there also dash cam footage, and does any video cover the moment of actually attempting to pull them over? So we don't have dash cameras in our fleet. No, sir. And what, was your, what was your second question? Uh, does any video record the actual moment where they attempt to pull them over for the alleged traffic infraction? So again, everything that you saw right now um, is from body camera footage. We don't have dash cameras in it, and I'm not going to step into that part of the investigation. I will look to BCI to collect all that uh, evidence. Sir. Uh, you, you said you had... Hang on, hang on a second. Chief, have you ever had a case where a or someone like that had anyone behind? I'm not asking you to speculate on this case, but have you ever had that happen before? And if so, why? And the second is just your gut feeling when you saw this video, if it was as many as 90 shots as has been reported, I know you didn't confirm that. Did that strike you as excessive? Um, I will say this, that it was difficult to watch and shocking, just like it is for everybody. Um, I'm not passing judgment on the decisions my, my officers made. Uh, they will be given the opportunity to explain why they did what they did, as they should. In terms of your first question, I'm not going to speculate. Yes, I have seen that in uh, my 33 years as a police officer, um, but I'm not going to go any further than that. But Chief, you said that you had uh, questions yourself. What are they? What are your questions? So I will reserve those for our administrative investigation. Um, I'm not going to reveal Good call. Right Good call. Why not? Because it would be improper. There is a, there's two separate uh, processes that need to be um, respected 
One is the independent external criminal investigation. The other one is the internal investigation. Um, I will be getting with um, our officer, Office of Professional Standards and Accountability, our internal affairs unit, and I will discuss those questions with them. So number one, first and foremost, again, I, 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 I praise and I thank the Walker family for calling for peace. Um, we obviously, a, a, a focal message here today is just that. Uh, we have developed an operations plan uh, to manage and to provide safe space in this city for people to peacefully protest. Um, and in case that it turns uh, to a, a situation where it's no longer peaceful, we have an operations plan in place for that as well, and I'm not going to discuss any of the details with that. Anyone else on this side that I haven't already called on? Do they have a question before we shift the other direction? Right, go ahead, um, The video ends after the shooting the garage bolts. Um, can you describe or explain the decision not to show anything afterward? What is protocol for securing somebody after that shooting and, and pull us down with the handcuffs? So the video footage will, will uh, demonstrate um, <coughs> asking who fired, officers who fired raised their hand and they were immediately sequestered. Other body camera footage will, will show uh, officers immediately going to Mr. Walker's aid to provide uh, life-saving aid. Uh, and then there's, then it's just managing the crime scene. At the conclusion of this press conference, we will be sending out, in compliance with our ordinance, all video footage um, that is mandated by the ordinance. That includes footage after the shooting. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure how far after it would be, um, but all of that is going to be open records, and so whatever the ordinance provides. One last question. We actually have time for just one last question. Go ahead. So can you explain why the officers have not yet made a statement as can almost a week and what are they doing this video? So I can. That's the, again. The guy, or the journalist earlier who, uh, journalist friendly, the fucking person earlier who was like, so why are the police statements not been in alignment with yours? is really mad at this woman for what she just said. Why haven't the police actually given any statements yet? The guy who asked, like, why, why were the statements earlier? And the guy was like, they actually haven't given any statements to my knowledge. Ah, uh, that guy hates this lady now. We, we are walled off from the criminal investigation that is between BCI and the officers. The officers don't have to give a statement, okay? Every, every American is entitled to due process and... You know, they don't, just like everybody else, they do not have to give a statement. My understanding from the union president is that they are going to fully cooperate uh, with this investigation. Okay, that concludes the press conference. At this time, there will be no additional questions, individual interviews, panel reports, uh, no, uh, you guys just welcome to There will be no. All right, let's, uh, let's continue. State officials and Akron Police Internal Affairs Department are investigating, and the officers directly involved in the shooting have been placed on paid administrative leave in the meantime. Officials in Akron canceled plans for an Independence Day celebration. 
after the fatal shooting. Well, there were already fireworks. And DeCello said the video of the fatal shooting would, quote, stir up some passion. Uh-huh, that's the way of wording it. It's going to make people uneasy. That's another way of wording it. He called the video brutal, while Mayor Dan Horrigan called it heartbreaking. Among those to react to the release of the video was NBA all su- NBA superstar and number one fan of the Chinese army, LeBron James, who was born in Akron. Quote, I'll pray for my city today. The Los Angeles Laker player tweeted. Now, let's, uh, let's move on to the article... I've been fucking jovially sitting on. From, look over here. From Microsoft News. Akron police released footage of Jalen Walker firing gun from car before dozens of shots, dozens of shots by Akron police. See video. Cleveland, Ohio. Eight. Akron, eight? So let's say you shot 60 times and there was eight cops. So each cop has a 10 a 10-round magazine. Their aim is shit. <laughs> That's a lot of wasted bullets, man. Hey, hey, look, I'm a gun guy, man. Bullets are fucking expensive right now. I'm just saying. Eight Akron police officers fatally shot Jalen Walker early Monday after he fired a gun during a car chase and reached for his waistband after he fled the car on foot. Again, this is a left-wing news source, guys. Liberal news source. Just, just wanted to point that out. Police said Sunday in the first city news conference since Walker's death. (coughs) What we just watched. Police released two body camera videos, which showed the chase. The 25-year-old Walker fleeing the passenger side of the of his Buick in a parking lot, and officers firing a barrage of shots over several seconds. The family's attorney, Bobby DeCello said the presentation was different from the presentation the family received earlier. Uh, translation. Uh, we weren't really wanting... Allegedly, I'm going to translate this into what I allegedly think it happened. Uh, in private, they were like, oh yeah, we're going to take this thing to court, we're going to make big money, you're going to be the next George Floyd brother, you know? Billionaire. I, or millionaire, all you got to do is keep harping on your brother's death. Uh... And then we're like, now we're going to go have a press conference and show the public this footage. The lawyer probably like, I don't want that to happen. I'm against that. And police said, sorry, protocol. Release the video, and now he's got to be like, well, the video we watched was different. Because if what I'm saying is wrong, then you have to sit there and assume that these cops have pulled a gotcha on this fucking dude publicly, right? The cops fucking said, oh, yeah, yeah, look at this incriminating footage. Well, it's a good thing we're going to hide the footage that shows, uh, you know, he shot first till we show the public just to get the family's hopes up. Like, the fuck? Quote, when we were in church, I'll say exactly what was said to me. The chief said at the time he did not see the movement that would put these officers in fear. Akron Mayor Dan Horrigan called the video heartbreaking. Quote, I've talked about being beyond outraged and beyond shocked. Oh, virtue signal harder. Quote, I am urging all residents, please reserve your full judgment until the investigation is complete. You'll have to do it. You have to do one of the most difficult things 
I can ever ask somebody to do, and that is, please be patient. Translation, please don't burn my fucking city down. Thank you. There is a ongoing investigation, and you know, just like Minneapolis being set on fire before we found out George Floyd died of a fucking fentanyl overdose, we'd like to wait till the full evidence is available. Thank you. <coughs> the NAACP, Elon Musk's favorite company or organization, sorry, to say they're a company would imply they're profit driven or something. <coughs> held a rally in Akron City Hall after the news conference. At 12.30 a.m. Monday, police said they attempted to pull Walker over, a DoorDash driver over, uh, over for traffic and equipment violations. Chief Steve Milet, who took over the Akron department 10 months ago, did not specify which infractions... Body cam video shows Walker headed southbound on Route 8, where a shot was fired from his car, and he reached a speed of 70 miles per hour after slowing his vehicle near the Firestone Park neighborhood minutes before the University of Akron campus. Walker took off on foot toward a nearby parking lot where he was fatally shot by police. When a shot fired from Walker's car, Milet said, uh, quote, it went from being a routine traffic stop to a public safety issue. The chase lasted six minutes over 5.8 miles, according to the city. Video shows Walker leaving the passenger side of his car wearing a ski mask. Again, thank you. You know, you're keeping us all safe wearing that mask, bro. Someone's going to be like, does he realize the ski mask doesn't stop COVID spread? Do you realize that 95s didn't do shit either, dickhead? <coughs> CBS cares. <coughs> Leaving the passenger side wearing a ski mask while the car is still moving. The police department does not have police car dash cameras, which is interesting, by the way. I will point out that is a little, little weird. Seems a little out of date not to have them by now. Like me, I'm probably not going to ever buy a dash cam. I have a bunch of GoPros. You know, I have like a nice little collection of GoPros. At least four or five of these fuckers. So I probably would just put one uh, in the front of my car on time lapse and one in the back of my car on time lapse, depending on how far I'm driving. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. That's 80 miles. Moving police department. Video shows police using tasers to stop Walker, but they did not work. Milet said officers who are on paid administrative leave believe Walker was reaching for a gun in his waistband. After the shooting, video showed police found a handgun, ammunition, and what appears to be a gold wedding ring found in the front seat of Walker's Buick. I'm going to say I hope he's not married, because I, I, I want to feel really bad for his missus. She could have done better. Walker was unarmed when he was shot by police. Milet said officers tried to administer first aid, but Walker died on the scene. Uh, correction. They said they tried to load him into a car to take him to the hospital, but then the ambulance arrived and took aid over from there. Then he passed away in the care of the ambulance. That changes whose custody it was. He died in the custody of the paramedics, not the police. Big legal difference. 
The Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigations and Ohio Attorney General's Office are investigating the shooting. The Akron Police Department's Internal Affairs Department is also investigating. Quote, this multi-step process is designed to assure fairness and thoroughness. End quote. The city said in a statement, quote, as such, even the community wasn't in... <coughs> Even the community wants information about the incident as quickly as possible. Each agency will require sufficient time to conduct its investigation and complete its work with the details and attention this case deserves. End quote. The Summit County Medical Examiner's Office investigated shows Walker had more than 60 wounds, Milet said. He said it is possible that 90 shots were fired. Yeah, what kind of? There's eight cops, ninety shots fired. Each cop, let's say, has. A, I assume they had like a ten clip. Hmm. I wonder what the fuck they were actually carrying. Cause that's that math doesn't check out, right? Cause there's eight cops. No, nah, they gotta have some kind of different kind of clip. Okay, or maybe they reloaded and popped off in a couple seconds. A number. Decello refer- referenced last week. Of the eight officers involved, seven. Is that relevant? Really? Do I give a fuck? This is how you know this is a fucking left-wing news source. Of the eight officers involved, seven are white and one is black. Thanks. Red herring? Much? According to City News Release. What does that have to do with anything? Cop shot a person. Doesn't need to go much deeper than that. I mean, let me show you something real quick. You know what? Let's just go right to the NAACP on this, right? Because, right, both articles we've read, MSN and the fucking Washington Examiner as well as the lawyer for the family are citing, have cited the NAACP. Let's see what the NAACP has to say about who's more likely to be killed by police. Let's see. Oh, let me... Police brutality, perception of police brutality, and racial bias in the criminal justice system. There is an obvious disparity on how the general public view fatal encounters between police and black people. 66% of these encounters were isolated incidences. 84% of black adults say white people are treated better than black people by the police. 63% of white adults agree based on a 2019 research on police relations. 87% of black adults say the U.S. criminal system is more unjust towards black NAACP, by the way, did this. I'm just, just, now my research, NAACP's research, even better. (coughs) Uh, 84% of black adults say, oh wait, I was down here, 87% of black adults say the U.S. criminal justice system is more unjust towards black people, 60% of white Adults agree. Despite the fact, more white people have been killed by police. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've been saying this for years. Yeah, cops are more likely to... Armed black cops are far more likely to kill unarmed black people or unarmed white people than they are to kill unarmed black people. And, un- and armed white cops are far more likely to kill unarmed white people than, un- than armed black cops are to kill unarmed white people. No one talks about white-on-white violence these days. It's not popular. 
It was meant to sound more funny, but I'm sick, so the, the tone wasn't right. Sorry about that. Despite the fact more white people have been killed by police. Black and Hispanic people are disproportionately impacted. Oh, boo-hoo, but you're fucking living longer, aren't you? <laughs> While white people make up a little over 60% of the population. Eh, meanwhile, um, you know, something like 80% of the prison system is occupied by uh, what, less than 20, less than 30% of the population. Interesting. Uh, disproportionately impacted. While white people make up a little over 60% of the population, they only make up about 41% of the fatal shootings. Black people make up 13.4%. 41% of fatal shootings in America by cops are white people. 13.4% are black people. <clears throat> but make up 22% of fatal shootings. This does not take into consideration other forms of police brutality, including non-lethal shootings. Ah, uh, don't you love to see it? The number of police, uh, number of people shot to death by police in the United States from 2017 to 2020 by race. Let's see, two five hundred thirty-nine claims were filed during 2018 to 2019 fiscal year against Los Angeles County Sheriff's officers related to police misconduct. Two hundred and forty-one lawsuits were dismissed without any payments. LAPD has approximately nine thousand sworn officers. There you go. But uh, let's uh, let's see. Where was I? Uh, this multi-step process designed to ensure fairness through uh, thoroughness. I was already past that, wasn't I? Uh, the Summit County Medical Examiner's Office investigation shows Walker was shot more than sixty times. Um, one of the eight officers involved, seven of them are. I have. I was right here. All have served in the department for six years or less and have not and had no previous discipline issues or fatal shootings. Summit County black elected leaders issue U.S. Rep. Uh, Chotel Brown <coughs> called for justice at the conference. Akron Deputy Mayor, uh, Akron Deputy uh, Mayor Marco Somerville praised the city charter amendment requiring body cam footage to be released within seven days, as well as an independent investigation. Quote, I know there's anger, Somerville said. Quote, I have sons. It could have been my sons. Were your sons committing crimes? It's okay to protest, but we also ask them to do it in a peaceful manner. I agree with that. Milet offered condolences to Walker's family and thanked them for their calls for peace. Quote, if Jalen reflects the character of this family, which I continually heard that he did, you raised a good son. Following the police press conference, DeCello held a press conference outside the Firestone Park Community Center where the city held a news conference. DeCello held up a photo of Walker, quote, This is why we're here. This is why the chief spoke today. This is why I'm speaking to you. His name is Jalen, and he's not a monster. He's my client. No, his family's your client. He's dead. Kenneth P. Abrano, another attorney for Cello's team, also criticized the fact that after a week, after a week has gone by since the shooting, officers have not given a formal statement. Yeah, they shouldn't. 
They're not supposed to. Police are not supposed to give any public statements until the investigation is concluded or until they are ordered to. Fucking, you're really retarded for being an attorney. You know that? Quote, the fresh, the freshest time for people to remember the most critical details. Yeah, again, dude, these cops have all given, I guarantee you they've all given video testimony in the privacy of the investigation inside the police station and to the outside investigators that have been hired to look into this. They have given their testimony. They haven't given a public statement, you whiny fuck. Am I being a little presumptuous with assume that's where he's going with this? Absolutely. The freshest time for people to remember the most critical details is at the actual time that it happened. He said, quote, Witnesses... Witness statements aren't best taken. Perhaps after someone has the opportunity to watch the video frame by frame in slow motion (coughs) and then remember the events afterwards. The cello also mentioned that a month ago, Walker lost his fiancée. Ah, fuck. But had been coping with the loss. He did not speculate on why Walker who had no prior criminal background, would run from police, but it was clear that his behavior did not warrant a death sentence. I mean, I'll agree that he should have just pulled over and gone from there, or he should have just been popping off headshots, but homie decided to run. And he shot at the cops when he drove by them. They chased him down. He ran. It looked like he was yanking a gun out of his pants and all the cops saw at the same time and fired at the same time. And within a matter of seconds of firing, one of the cops yelled, cease fire, cease fire, and they all stopped firing. So, uh, cry harder, my man. Behavior sure is bizarre. Ugh. Let's see. DeSello mentioned a month ago, lost his fiancée. But it was not the warrant in the death sentence. Okay. Quote, that behavior is not lethal behavior. It's bizarre, sure. Hmm. But officers find bizarre occasions all the time. Yeah. But these bizarre occasions don't often involve getting shot at by a moving ve- getting shot at from a moving vehicle and then having the guy jump out of a moving vehicle wearing a ski mask, running off, and then possibly trying to pull a firearm from his waist. That's a bit extra bizarre, don't you think, my guy? A couple of days ago, a guy with my skin color, here we go, with a fucking race card, held off police, killed a couple, and is in jail today. And a black man is going to be buried... Wait, hold on. A couple of days ago, a guy with my skin color held off police. Okay, yeah, well, white people are more likely to be killed by police, Junior. But then again, I guess you didn't read the NAACP thing I just looked at. Anyway, and a black man is going to be buried when he leaves the morgue. That is the end of this article. Hopefully, I know I'm a little late to this. Uh, I'm going to get this uploaded and get on recording a couple new episodes. I shall uh, talk to you guys later.